You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? This is Trafalgar Square. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Have you been drinking? It was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey! 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 Hey, how you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Savian! SportsJourney.com Radio Network is back on the air. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I'm Bob Matthews. Delighted that you are with us. You realize with hockey and basketball now over, uh, all we've got is uh, to take us from Tuesday through Thursday. Boy, gosh, two whole days. The World Series, that's the only thing left. And after next, after uh, what, next week, week after, all we're going to have is football. Darn, just darn. Well, we're glad you're with us. The Washington football team, of course, is off today. Players are off, at least. Coaches, I am sure, are preparing the game plan they're going to install tomorrow for Dallas, as now it's a five-game losing streak that Washington will try and break at FedEx on Sunday. We'll get to the Dallas game in a few minutes. First, though, I figured as long as the calendar is just a wee bit open today, we would start off with something for Caps fans and do a little off-season hockey. It's been somewhat of a busy off-season for the Capitals. Yeah, they are hard against the Caps, but uh, against the salary cap rather, but have done some fairly good work in free agency, I think. We talked with Henrik Lundqvist last week who at least on the roster spot, is going to take Braden Holtby's place. We're all sorry to see Holtz leave, but if you got to get a replacement, King Henrik, probably not a bad one, and he will open the season as the backup to Ilya Samsonov, who is, of course, the goaltender of the future. And just a couple of days ago, uh, we learned that the Capitals would be signing defenseman Trevor Van Rimsdyk, who we all, as Caps fans, have uh, seen the last few years, I think this is a good signing to help shore up the defense, especially uh, on the back end. Odds are he is going to compete for a spot in the bottom pair of defensemen there. It's a one-year, $800,000 deal. He's a six-year vet. Won a cup with Chicago back in 2015. Was with the Hurricanes last year. He said his teammate in Carolina, Justin Williams, was one of the reasons that he signed Uh, with the Capitals. So we had a chance to talk with Trevor uh, a few days ago, and I want to bring you some of the highlights of those interviews. Let's just start off with free agency in general, which has been a rather interesting adventure this year, just about for everybody. And Trevor says it was the same for him. Yeah. Like I said, it was uh, obviously my first time going through unrestricted free agency and talked to my brother a little bit beforehand about what to expect. But I think uh, just going into it, it was kind of a, a wait and see type of deal. Obviously it's pretty unique for not only the players, but the owners and GMs and all that stuff. So I think we tried to uh, just kind of manage our expectations and just as offers may have come in, you just kind of assess them as they come and not try to make any uh, predictions. And obviously the Capitals was either the best financially uh, or a combination of finance and the fact that 
he's going to have a chance to make a deep run and possibly compete for a cup in the postseason next year. What is his role going to be with the Capitals? You know, we talked about it a couple of minutes ago, but probably the, the bottom pair defenseman on a team that's got some, you know, some pretty decent defensemen, but with Michael Kempney out until probably the second half of next year, you got to do something to shore it up. So he said, Van Rimsdyk did, that he definitely that he talked with both new coach Peter Laviolette and Brian McClellan on what they expect him to do for the team. Yeah, I've talked to both of them, and uh, yeah, obviously very excited to uh, start a new journey. And uh, yeah, without getting into uh, specific of uh, details, I think it's more general generalizations at the moment. And yeah, I'm excited to uh, to get to Washington whenever that may be and uh, get started. He also says that having a little bit of familiarity with the Capitals organization, the fact that, you know, you're in the same division when you're playing with Carolina, you kind of know the, you kind of know the style that they play, you know, what's expected of you. And that was another reason that he thought Washington would be a good fit. Yeah, I think there's a a lot that goes into it. And I think that's definitely part of it is, uh, the style of that team plays and, uh, you see yourself fitting in with, uh, with that group. And uh, yeah, it's something that, Obviously, we're very familiar with the Caps playing in uh, Carolina and had some great battles with them. But even from my times back in Chicago, you know, uh, when you're playing in Washington, for sure, it's always a a tough game and a game where a lot of skills on display. And that's a a fun thing to be a part of. And speaking of players, obviously, the Caps core, I think just about anybody would be excited to play with Alex Ovechkin and Nicholas Backstrom and John Carlson and Tom Wilson, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you can count Van Rinsdyk as one of those guys as well. Yeah, that's obviously really cool to uh, be able to share the ice with a guy like that who kind of get to watch him in practice a little bit and and see what he does there. But obviously uh, to see that day in and day out, obviously uh, on the ice he's uh, – too much to handle sometimes and he's all over and he's uh yeah really hard to play against so excited to not have to uh step in front of any of his one-timers uh this year i would imagine not those things hurt when they hit you you know the one one thing that i was that i thought was very cool and i don't know if it was a conscious move on the part of the organization but i have to think i give them the benefit of the doubt and say it had to factor into it somewhere. Trevor Van Rimsdyk was one of Carolina's representatives in the Hockey is for Everyone campaign, which, of course, has a very strong partnership with D.C. Pride. That's how Braden Holtby was very, very, very involved with. So I, I, I want to think that somewhere in the decision, if you've got a decision to make between two guys— Maybe that was one of the reasons that Trevor Van Rimsdyk is a capital. And he says it's it's something that is important to him. Yeah, it's something that I take a lot of uh, pride in, in being part of. And I think the NHL has done a great job with the initiative to not only the month that it uh, really dedicates to it, but throughout the year uh, to make sure that it's a, a message that they're behind and really preach. And uh, yeah, I've made a lot of my best friends and greatest memories in, in hockey rinks all over the, all over the U S and in Canada. And uh, I want to make sure that if someone wants to, that, that they have that experience too and have that chance too. So it's uh, 
something that's very important to me and I'm uh, proud of the, the way the NHL has gone about doing it. And uh, obviously we can get better and better every year. And there you have it, our, your new defenseman, Trevor Rim, Van Remsyk of the Washington Capitals. Hey, shout out to Mike Emmerich, who is retiring after, what, 44 years in the booth calling hockey. Enjoy your retirement there, Mike. The best, the best voice in hockey, bar none. Uh, you know what that theme means. It is time for us to talk some football. Who else got a big case of schadenfreude watching the Cowboys game last night? Man, they are bad. Andy Dalton is bad. Look, I know I am going to get, I'm going to put the hex on him by saying this, but this should be a win <laughs> for Washington this weekend. I understand. They've got CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and Ezekiel Elliott on offense. And a fairly decent tight end because of the fact that you've got those other guys as your first four options. But without Dak Prescott, that offense, it's it's like a Ferrari and you don't have the keys. I mean, it looks nice in the driveway and everything, but it, should, it, it can't go. The Cowboys, with Zach Martin going down, if he can't come back this weekend, if he has a concussion, he's if he's in concussion protocol, he's not. They literally have an entire second-string offensive line starting for them. So that should mean that Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, John Allen, and everybody else should completely dominate the line of scrimmage should shut Dallas down just like we saw last night. And again, the defense, as porous as that defense is, we should see uh, Washington's offense turn into the greatest show on turf. Of course, we're going to spend the week now saying as much as we're going to try and talk ourselves into that, what what do we fear is going to happen? And that's that the Cowboys will come to FedEx, and for one week at least, that defense will turn into the doomsday defense of the 70s. You know that's what you're thinking. It's what I'm thinking. It's it's what everybody's thinking. John Clayton had an interesting point today in the Washington Post, something that I had forgotten about, and maybe it kind of explains why Ron Rivera is sending these mixed messages about the postseason this year. And again, the NFC East is historically bad. I mean, this is, I don't know if you realize it, but we were joking before the game that 6-10 and 10 could be enough to win this division. 6-10 and 10 really could be enough to win this division this year. And from a coach's standpoint, I think I can understand it. I may not agree with it, but I understand it. Look, this organization, these veteran players, and the fan base for that matter, is starving for any kind of a winner. Yeah, even if you can put together a 7-9 and nine or an 8-8 eight and eight season and win the division, you realize that no matter what the record is, if you win the division at 6-10 and 10, in the playoff format this year, do you know what a division winner gets? A division winner gets a home playoff game, even at 6-10. and 10. And I think that may be one of the reasons we've seen this play out the way it has. I mean, forget about the fact that he – probably doesn't want Dwayne Haskins as his quarterback next year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the fact that they make a, may make a run at Cam Newton, um, as reports you know came out earlier this week in the offseason. 
all of that remains to be seen. But when you when you start to scratch your head about why they are he is both Rivera is both trying to build a culture and build for the future and win now, that may be the reason. A home playoff game, no matter your record, if you win the division. Just something to think about. All right, making the clock on the wall. Say, we got to get out of here. Don't forget, back at Ashburn tomorrow. Uh, We'll have Rivera. We'll have some players and a whole bunch of other stuff for you. Have you a good Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white. Hey.